Hello, and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it's throwing at us. I'm Ian, a learning and development nerd here in Salt Lake City, Utah, with passions about communication and sharing what I find on my road to Zen. With me, as always, I'm Angela. I am a business owner and stay-at-home mom and grandma. I've had many careers over the years, and man, have they taught me about people in life. Uh, I like to share that with people. I enjoy the lessons I've learned, and I hope they can help others. This week, we are delving into grief. A subject that you and I yeah. are both extremely familiar on. Very familiar. And maybe we should just maybe talk a little bit about that for each of us. With me, loss of relationships, exactly. losses yeah. of jobs. Yeah. And I don't I think people when you when you hear the word grief, you think of somebody dying. I think that's the most prevalent. And this week I'm yeah, starting into gonna, that. You are. And it's gonna be a tough journey for you. And You've prepared yourself as much as you can. I mean, it's really hard to prepare yourself for things like that. A loss of grief can be losing a job, loss of financial stability, uh, a miscarriage, uh, loss of a, or a health diagnosis. Loss is what triggers it our, is. our grief You know, response. a health diagnosis, a family's health diagnosis can make you grieve a little bit. Losing a job, like you said, relationship, divorce. There's so many things that go play into grief. So we're going to talk about grief in general. Take a step back for a second okay, sure. and people are probably going, okay, what are, what are you talking about? Yes. Well, if you follow me on social media, you know, Ange and I had great news. We went and got our second dose of the vaccine we on Wednesday. And very mild reaction. We did great. Thursday was kind of miserable. I, I was just overall achy and tired. And see, I was just tired and had a slight headache. The yeah. mental fog was real. I was sitting there oh, yeah. <laughs> trying to do homework and it just wasn't happening. Yeah, I tried to go into work and I ended up going home. I felt much better. I got a call from my sister Wednesday night after we had gotten our vaccine. Yeah. And she had let me know, she is in southern Utah, that our grandmother, my last surviving grandparent, she would be 90 years old this year. That's in amazing. July. We're, we're both life. July babies. It's a long life. That's it, it is this year. And and people have had to deal with grief a lot this year because of it's, the loss with the pandemic. It's been a rough year. This is the first year life expectancy has gone down in the U.S. in, that, in many, yeah. many, many years. Yeah. It's, it's a little crazy and mind boggling, actually, to think about. But wasn't a small amount. I, no. If I remember right, it was like over a year. Oh, easily. Is, is how much it's yeah. gone down. When you factor that in, my grandmother has lived an exceptionally long she, period She time. really has. Yeah. She has been suffering a lot of health issues, mm -hmm. over, especially over the last several years. I really feel bad for her because she has had to go through this and be in nursing homes and skilled nursing facilities a lot over the last 18 months. Yeah. Now, factor the pandemic into that, and she's had to do a lot of it. I, I don't want to say alone because she's in these facilities, but family could not go in and visit. And that has been definitely prevalent worldwide. There, there was a great series done on The Daily Oh, yeah, that was, that was really good. Listening to people share their stories, especially of loved ones they lost. Yeah. Very powerful stories. And their loved ones had to pass away by themselves, alone in a hospital with strangers. And that was really tough. And my heart goes out to anyone who that was affected by that in their life. When you look at what people have had to endure through, especially the last year. Yeah. A little over a year now. We have been pretty fortunate. We have not been touched by the loss of a loved one during this time. We have had that. Yeah. Now, a lot of folks were, you know, are, are you ready? You know, what can we do to help you? Uh, I'm, I'm actually more at peace with her passing because when I went down there, it was to say goodbye. And that's good that you got to do that. I mean, that's got to bring some peace to you for sure. Much. Yeah. I, I, I know speaking with you. Yeah. One of the biggest regrets you have is not being able to say goodbye because the loss of your sister, especially, was extremely sudden. 
it was super sudden. We none of us got to say goodbye to her. She went to sleep, not feeling good, had a seizure in the middle of the night and never woke up. And there was just nothing we could do. It was just one of those things that happened with my mom passing away. She and I had had a pretty good fight several months before, and neither one of us had spoken before she passed away. And so there was some, not that opportunity to say that final goodbye and to say that the last things that you wanted to say to just be at peace and know that person knew you loved them. So different situations, but it doesn't belittle what you are going through right now. The most difficult thing for me Mm -hmm. was not the fact that she's dying. She's lived 90 years. Right. She has had many, many illnesses and ailments over the last few years, especially. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things where I, when I was speaking with her, it took me a while to get her to recognize who I was. Oh, that was kind of, that had to have been Which I kind of expected based on what my sister had told me. Mm -hmm. And that right there is just like, gosh, you know, she used to be very sharp. And oh, that I'm sure that was so tough to see. Once the, oh, that's who you are. The relation, then it was, well, why are you here? I, I told her, Nikki told me to come see you. Yeah. That I needed to see you. And she goes, you, you came to say goodbye. It was like, yeah, I did. I bet that was really hard. Yeah, and then I felt better about it because she knew. And she goes, yeah, this, this is goodbye. We're on the same, We're on the same page. page. Yeah. And talking to her because she'd fall asleep and she'd come back. I was more upset at the suffering. Oh, I'm sure. Of hard. seeing somebody suffer. That is the hard part. It is. I don't want somebody to misinterpret. I don't think many will. I don't think so. I hope that she passes quickly just so the suffering ends because she can't get up on her own. She can't hardly feed herself. I I had to help with that. That was a good experience to share that. Yeah. I don't think anyone would judge you for saying you hope she passes quickly. I think anyone who's lost a loved one or watched a loved one suffer understands what you're saying. Have some family legitimately that want to prolong her life, but I question the motives. Right. You're like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to? Well, she needs to be around longer. 90 years, though. Does she need to be around longer for her or for you? uh, I'd say it's the latter. Yeah, I would say so. With the grieving... Uh, a lot of folks, especially last night, we were in bash chat uh, and, and a lot of folks had already reached out to me. Yeah, via we've got a great group messages. A lot of our listeners have already spoken to me about it. They're like, you know, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, really, I'm doing much better than, say, my father is. And, and me and my father don't have the best relationship, but which, I called him yeah. and told him, look, I really don't think she's going to last more than another week. If she does, I will be surprised. She is a tough old bird. I will tell you that. And would always tell me growing up, I very vividly, her, her own term for herself was, I'm a tough old broad. <laughs> Little colloquialisms they used yeah. in that generation oh, always yeah. just kind of make me smile. Yeah, they make me smile too. I know going into this, I know there is going to be a very wide range of how people are going to cope with this and the grief they will feel. And that's normal. That's natural. And everybody is going to deal with it in their own way. Grief is very personal to us. It's extremely unique. There is no one who grieves the same as anybody else. Mm -hmm. And it's important that I think people understand that because I think a lot of the psychology out there is, well, there's the five to seven stages of grief. You're going to go through it in this order. There is no order to it. There is no correct way to do it. And there's no wrong way to do it. I remember taking a psychology course. Oh, God, when I was in high school. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. A lot of years ago. I loved my psychology (laughs) in high school. That was a fun (laughs) class, actually. Back then in the 90s, mm-hmm. when, when I took it, it was 
so weird to say that. Back in the 90s. 80s for me. <laughs> Probably would have been 93, 94, somewhere uh-huh. around there when I took it. Back then, they did preach the Kubler-Ross five stages of yep. grief. Yep. And that was research conducted, weirdly enough, only back in the late 60s, early 70s. I was going to say it was 69 is the date I found. We all know those stages. We do. I could read them off to you guys, but well, I, there's shock and denial, mm-hmm. pain and guilt, anger and bargaining, depression, the upward turn where you're starting to to deal with it and then reconstructing and working through it and acceptance and hope. Yes. I did not go through them in that order. No. Uh, a lot of us have been conditioned to believe that those Absolutely. are the five steps. One of the biggest misnomers, I think, is take that as gospel. Those yeah. are the oh, five do. steps yeah. you will go through in that process. And there's a lot of people that are like, well, once you hit denial, which is typically the first step. To me, it, to me, it was the shock and the guilt mm-hmm. that was what hit me but that doesn't mean my grieving was different for, or better than yours or i handled it better no we just each handle it in our own way i know that you and i both have been through denial yeah. oh, denial is an ugly thing and it's not a river in egypt <laughs> i love that saying actually is hokey as that is it is it, it is true denial is something that we all go through no we don't want to accept no. what has happened you you keep hoping it's a it's a bad dream it didn't really happen. Somebody's mistaken. Somebody's mistaken. Like when my sister passed away, we were all very, are you sure she's gone? Are you sure? With her, they had done many scans and she had no brainwave activity. Mm-hmm. Her body was still here. She was on a ventilator. She was breathing with the help of a ventilator. Uh, but we were having trouble accepting the fact that she didn't have any brainwave activity to the point where we made them check several times before the decision was made to take her off of life support because we just were in denial. This isn't real. She's going to wake up because you see it in the movies. Mm -hmm. They wake up in the movies, but we were fortunate. She actually started even being on a ventilator. She started crashing on her own. So before we actually had to take her off, she did pass away. But for the, all the time leading up to that, that whole, Oh, she's going to wake up. She's fine. Just keep talking to her. Just keep. And she just wasn't my grandma. She has always been big into nutritional supplements, went through all sorts of companies over the years. Nature's Rainbow, if I remember right, was a big one back in the <laughs> 80s. Yeah. She actually had, back in the early to mid 80s, she had a shop that she had that was just supplements. Doing that way back before there was like GNC. Before it was cool. She has always been very regimented about her vitamins and very yeah. particular about what she takes into her body. I I have some family members like, well, she just take, you know, if they would just give her her vitamins the way she would take them, she will be fine. I can tell you after what I just saw. No, it has that. That's disease. Disease and age has riddled her. That's not what's causing her. And and, but you can understand why they feel that way. They think that they're just grabbing onto any kind of little bit of hope or something that they could be doing differently that would prolong her life Mm -hmm. when instead of they have to accept that she's going. Depending on the model, when, when you start talking like anger and bargaining. Yeah. Anger to me is the one that always stands out. You have seen me. I have seen you in that stage of anger. Very much. And lashing out at people. Yeah. My poor husband took the brunt of that with when I lost my sister. I was angry a lot and I would start kicking and screaming and I would throw things and I would just yell and scream. And for a while, I didn't even understand what I was angry at. And luckily... He was very good and he did know what I was going through. Mm -hmm. He just kind of let me work through that anger the way I needed to. With anger. I know for me, especially not just the death thing, a lot of us can relate to, especially over the last year. Absolutely. End of relationships. 
That one I haven't experienced in my adult life. You've seen me go through But I have watched you and what they've done to you, and it's tough. I'm going to hurt you like you hurt me. Exactly. It's one of the more common things that we go through. Common in forces and relationship breakups. Force, they use the kids. It's oh, kind of sad. When, when I see people wield children or family members uh-huh. or friends as oh. weapons. Oh, yeah. Friends in relationship breakup, that can be huge. I started to, I got to a certain point in my life where if the relationship ended, I used to be one of those where I will own, I would be kind of manipulative in, well, either you're my friend or you're their friend. I think we all naturally do that. You need to pick a side. Yeah. yeah. Anymore, I'm like, if, if you want to talk to him, if you want to be friends with him, fine. I just, I don't want to know. Well, I don't want to know. And I'm not going to be involved in that. We will have a different relationship. Loss of a job. That's even harder than people think. And on that financial collapse Mm -hmm. because of the loss of a job, your whole security blanket just goes out the window. It's dominoes as it it goes through. It's terrible. I have been been through that more than once. (laughs) Yeah. It's very tough because you start beating yourself up. You start beating the employer up. You start beating your coworkers, your family. You're always looking for an outlet. Of course. For that energy. Depression. Depression's huge. When it kicks in, it is a black hole. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know I wondered if I was going to make it out after my sister passed away. There were dark days where I just didn't want to get out of bed. And I knew I had to. I knew I had to get up. I had a child that was counting on me that still lived at home. I was still helping take care of my grandkids. But I would literally give up, get up and just go through the motions. I wasn't feeling anything. I was numb. I don't know that there is anything much scarier. Yeah, than when you can't feel. Or you choose not to feel. Well, exactly. Everyone was trying their hardest. I mean, I cannot, if I try to explain everything my kids and my husband and my grandkids and my daughter-in-law did to try to help pull me out, could do a whole podcast on it. They all, in their own way, tried to help. And the scariest part for me was I felt nothing. But it's natural. It's very natural. I worry that that's what some people don't understand. Maybe it's that old adage, the myth where uh, if you just push it down and don't feel it and don't deal with it, it's going to go away. Put on a brave front for your family. Put on a brave front for those around you and don't actually feel and deal with it. You're setting yourself up to fail if you do that. You and I have talked about for a long time, one of my coping mechanisms was avoidance. Me too. When you avoid things, I promise you, it will just build. It snowballs. It gets bigger. It gets uglier. It starts to take an effect on your physical body. Not just your mind, but your physical, the physical body, that becomes huge too. And then you spiral through the cycle that you can't get out of. It gets so big. It breaks out of the the closet or the room that you've Uh buried it in. Oh, it absolutely does. When that happens, usually I would revert back to anger. Uh Uh-huh. There is no set time period for any of this. No, there, there's no checkbox where it's like, OK, two weeks of denial. OK, we've hit that. Now we're going to move into anger for three and a half weeks. With me, I don't know that I am still over the grieving process. There are mornings and days and times when it still consumes me and still takes over. Do I deal with it better now? Absolutely. Because I've accepted the loss. I've accepted that they're gone. I miss the memories. I miss the time together, but I have accepted it. There is no timeline. And I think... On that note, and I don't know why it just popped into my head. I felt guilty Mm -hmm. after my sister passed away. It was just, she'd only been gone a couple weeks. And we had decided, my my other sister, who's still with us uh, and her kids, we decided to take them to the park to just get out and stop just being miserable. And we were actually giggling and laughing with her kids. And instantly I felt guilty because 
I just lost my sister. How dare I laugh and smile and feel happy for a few minutes? Aren't I supposed to be miserable right now? And I think the biggest piece of advice that I have ever given to anyone since I lost my sister, feel the feelings when they come up, whether it's happiness, sadness, anger, whatever that emotion is, feel it, let your body deal with it and don't beat yourself up because you're not feeling like somebody thinks you should feel about things. It's quite often where you have people who will dictate to you. Absolutely. You should be feeling this. Mm -hmm. You should be here. Yep. The process is yours. It's your own. It's your time frame. It's going to be yours to move through. Now, can they be there for you? Absolutely, they can. I was there for a partner that lost his mother. I remember that. And they were were very close. Mm -hmm. When that happened, it was avoidance. Then it would be into anger and then it would be into denial and then it would be back. It's all over the map. Yeah. And you may think, okay, let's say, let's list the five stages of grief. Okay. I feel like I've done this, this, and this, but guess what? Sometimes you revert right back to number one and you go start right back over the whole process again. Understand that as you go through these, as you experience these, be aware that people are trying to help you. I I think it's often that we will overlook what others are trying to do, how they are trying to best help you through this process. Yeah. And (laughs) And sometimes you legitimately have to tell people, back the hell off. You do. And that's okay to do. And hopefully if they love and care about you enough, they understand that, okay, you know, she needs me to back off. That's fine. But also on that note, be there when they do need you. Mm -hmm. People need you. People need to know they can rely on you, even if it's just to yell at you because they're angry about the situation. And just listen, just actively listen. Don't judge. One of the most powerful questions I think you can ask is, how can I help? Yeah, they might not have an answer for you and that's okay. A lot of the time, I don't think they will because they don't know what they need. I I always said to people when they try to reach out and help, thank you. It means the world that you reached out. There is nothing you can do for me right now. Mm -hmm. But knowing you're there helps more than you know. Sometimes that's all you got to do. Just thank them for reaching out and for helping and just let them know that if you need them, you'll come to them. I always tell people there are no right words. There aren't. There's no wrong words. There's no right words. I know I struggle how to comfort people when they're going through a huge loss and they're grieving. So I always just tell them, look, I know nothing I say is going to change this or make it better for you. Just know I'm here and I will listen, be there, help you, whatever you need. And I leave it at that because sometimes that's all you can do. One of the, I don't want to say one of the behaviors, but maybe that's right. One of the thought processes that we have, very often we fall under the trap of, I'm the only person that's ever had to deal with this. Oh, yeah. Your mind definitely goes there. Nobody knows what I'm experiencing to a degree. Nobody knows your Your personal. personal. Yeah, exactly. I promise you others have gone through this. One thing I'm going to encourage you and I by no means are medical professionals. Absolutely not. We've been through the process. We're sharing our stories with you. Yeah, this is just our personal experiences with it and what we've had happen to us and felt helped us. I would recommend strongly though, especially with anger or denial, if you are having trouble moving through the stages of, of grief, no particular order. No, and no timeline for it. If you are dwelling, though, uh, Mm -hmm. for for exceptionally, and you're getting very, very dark thoughts, please seek help from someone. Find whoever you want to. There's, you know, there are online grief counselors. You can actually text a counselor from your phone and talk to them if you don't want to go see them in person. There's a lot of resources out there, and I encourage you to use them if you need them. It's okay to need help. I really am a huge advocate because I have gone through it where I have 
received counseling, please get the help you need Absolutely. to help you. Everybody that we have had on this show, especially as a guest, will uh-huh. tell you the same thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. A, you are not in this alone. No. B, get the help you need. Yeah, you're going to be better off in the long run if you get that help. And sooner rather than later. Sometimes yes. we don't recognize it right away, but you will find it helpful if you do reach out. With the depression piece. Yeah, that's when it can get tough. You will usually hit a certain point where you're, and I feel like acceptance kind of goes in hand in hand with this, where you start ticking up. You do. According to the model, acceptance is the very last stage. I don't believe the model. I don't believe the model either. And I think sometimes people feel like if they start to accept it that and move on a little bit from it, that it means you don't miss them or miss the the loss that you're experiencing that for some reason you're dishonoring their, let's say losing someone, you're Mm -hmm. dishonoring their memory because you have decided to move on. You're absolutely not. You're making peace with it so that you can move on because what's the one, what's the one constant we have in this world? Life goes on. You will rebuild life. You will go through this and it will feel like, no, I won't. I I perfectly understand why you would feel that way. I do understand that. I promise you, though, it can be done no matter which of these scenarios it's been. Yeah. You will get there. You will. It Just give yourself a break. If you have more bad days than good for a while, that's that's pretty normal, actually. But just know that the better days, the good days will outweigh and outnumber the bad days. It does turn around. I'm five years out from losing my sister and... Two years out from losing my mom, I miss them. And even now I tear up thinking about them and crying and I don't like that they're gone. I'm sad that there's no more memories to be made with them. But my good days far outnumber the bad days. Remember good. that you've got a lot of people I around you, too. I do. That will help you build more memories. And there will be times to mourn and celebrate. Go all over the spectrum as you move through this. Follow the process that's right for you. It's it's unique to each one of you. I would love to say that A to B to C to D to E, two weeks, three weeks, <laughs> three and a half days and I, seven yeah, hours. It doesn't work like there that. There is no magic formula. Nope. Every time I have gone through it, I have followed a different path. Yeah. And see, my path with my mom was different than my path with my sister. But very different scenarios, too. True. Things like, let me touch on this a little bit, miscarriage. That's mm-hmm. a huge one. We have a couple of listeners that I know, and I know you know who they are, that have gone through many miscarriages. Mm-hmm. And each one you deal with differently, and each one you deal with in a different process, in a different way. But yet you keep moving forward, and you keep trying, and you keep thinking the world is good, and things are going to change. That's kind of what we're talking about. Just work through the process Know that each situation is different. You're not going to deal with each loss the same as the, the, the previous one. And there's going to be many losses in your life, unfortunately. Part of life is yep. loss. I have a few family members that have asked, how are you so calm? I don't know that I would say I'm calm. I'm at peace with what is happening because right. it's life. It It's how life unfolds your your grandmother has lived a very long life mm-hmm. had a good life she's got clearly she's got family that loves her and surrounds her and is there for her and what more can you ask for when it's your time to be back that she's getting to say goodbye to people uh-huh, she acknowledges exactly. exactly that she asked me a lot of questions what's going on in your life so we talked about me graduating from school albeit probably 20 years late better late than never she goes you bought a house a couple of years ago and i'm like yeah I, I did are you still there yep sure am I'm like 
doing little projects here and there. In fact, I'll probably start doing more projects now that school's yeah. over. She's like, oh, do you, do you have pets? Very inquisitive about what's what's going Which on. Which I'm sure was great. It's just little things that we have talked about in the past. Maybe she doesn't remember. Maybe she's just trying to make sure that, right. yep, I've still got my story straight. So we talked about the dogs. We talked about a lot of things. Yeah. Some of the things that were missing from the conversation were begging me to find religion. She was big on that. Her faith. She always wanted Correct. everybody in, and, in her faith. You know, that's kind of normal. We were having the, the final conversation and, and you could tell in her mind it was. She she knew that too. Kept telling me how she was hurting. She was tired and she didn't want to try anymore. She was making it okay for mm -hmm. you guys to let her go. I very simply told her we're okay. Her grandchildren are adults. A big chunk of them have had their own kids. So she is a great grandmother many times over. I was like, we're going to be okay. You do what you need to do. So see that to me, that's beautiful because she was giving you guys permission to let her go. And then you guys were giving her permission to go. And I think that's a beautiful thing. And there's some peace in that for sure. That's what I, I shared with family members I talked to is I'm like, you need to tell her it's okay. You do, because sometimes they hang on because they don't want to be make sure they want to make sure we're okay. And if they know we're not, they'll hang on even though they're in pain. Mm -hmm. Maybe I can have an impact on exactly. this. Some people may not agree with that. That's okay. That's right? okay that, too. Yeah. That is the beautiful thing about life is you get to have your feelings and your opinions. I, I feel very strongly how I am looking at this is how I'm going to be able to continue on with life. Sad. She is dying. Yes. That is a sad is. instance. But how I feel I can best honor her and my previous grandparents that have passed is to just live the best life I possibly can right now. And that is the best you can do for somebody who's passed away or not in your life anymore. Move on, move forward and live a good life. And I think that's what they would want. Absolutely. For you. I would want it. So you're saying I can have all the carbs? You can. Okay. Live your best life, Ian. <laughs> if that's carbs, then let it be carbs. Some some of it. I, I need to cut back on this. <laughs> Anything else you can think to throw in on there? You know, I think we covered it pretty good. I think we just did a lot of personal experiences, which I think helps people to know that other people understand what they're mm -hmm. going through. Probably had your own experiences. You've gone through your own processes. I would be curious. Is Oh, yeah, for is sure. Is there something you've done or experienced that worked better for you? Guys, I'm being honest. When, when I say I want to hear, I really, truly do want to hear. You're not intruding in my life by messaging and saying, hey, by the way, I did this and this and this. And you just want to comment kind of like you're sitting here having a conversation with us. Continue the conversation with us. Mm -hmm. We'd love to hear from you. Please be sure that you you let us know. Reach out whether you want to do it uh, together or separately. That is yeah, we'd, perfectly acceptable yep. to you. And we want to thank you so much for being here every week. Just as kind of a heads up, I do suspect I'm probably going to have to attend funeral yeah. shortly. If that does happen, it will more than likely cause some delays. Yeah, we may have to skip an episode or two. So just and be prepared for that. We're going to scale back to one episode for a couple of weeks just to give and <laughs> having to work a lot of extra shifts right now. Uh, yeah, and Ian's trying to fit that home stretch of school, <laughs> and we just sat down and decided that maybe we just need to scale back. Once we hit May, we can get back up to the two yeah. shows a week, so apologies in advance for that. Yes. I just get the feeling I'm probably going to have to be attending a funeral and taking care of a few things and in we, the midst of we, everything. We would like to give you that opportunity, Ian. So. And we would also like to just offer you quality over quantity. Absolutely. So, thank you so much for listening every week. Thank we you. really do appreciate every time that you hit the play button with us. We do. Be sure that you just hit subscribe or follow. And if this helps you or you think it would help somebody, please share it with them. We would love that. And we will see you next time, everyone. See you next time.